Hey, hey, you're inside the Madhouse, your source for all things Southern Oregon Spartans hockey. On the ice, in the locker room, all the way around the rink, we take you behind the scenes of your very favorite hockey club. And now, your hosts, Coach Martin, Bree, and Marco. And that's right, Spartan Nation. Welcome back. Episode 23, Inside the Madhouse, the Maximilian Rebe episode, the Michael Jordan episode. It's going to be a good one. Coach, Bree, how are you doing? We're good. We're good. We uh, had an awesome interview today with uh, someone that's over the pond. And uh, yeah, we're good ready one. for an, uh, a nice episode. Absolutely. Bree, how you doing? I feel like it was a crazy week. Not yeah. just Spartans related, but in general. I, I feel confused, tired, don't know what's going on, that kind of thing. How are you? <laughs> About the same. It's, uh, it's, uh, this, this is a time. This is definitely a time. <laughs> Like, you, it. you can be the mediator, and then Bree and I we just debate. Yeah, yeah. For an hour, and then expect people to listen to it. So, well, it's been a it's a tough act to follow. It's been a great week for debates, but we'll try it. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, at least hockey's coming closer. So that's something we can that's something we can believe in. That's something we can all love. Yeah, we, we, we can dive right into it with a little update. So we are starting October 16th. Um, we are not starting in Medford. We are actually starting out of Klamath Falls, Oregon, which is an outdoor rink. It's not a natural outdoor rink. It, it has a compressor system and everything. So they've been uh, gracious enough to open up early. They usually don't open up till November. But um, I gave them a call and I said, hey, you know, my team needs ice, uh, the youth program, you know, needs ice. You know, what, what can we do? So we'll be practicing every day out there. Um, and then I'll be hosting three youth hockey sessions every other day out there in Klamath. Um, nice. So it's going to be, you know, quite a lot of work for me, especially with a, a broken foot. But, yeah. you know, gotta, <laughs> I sent out an email to all the parents um, just explaining what we're doing with Klamath and everything. And the subject I put, you got to be tough to play hockey, you know. Yeah. So, again, you know, it's this is going to be a weird year, you know, mm-hmm. if, we have to wear a mask if we have to take temperatures if we have to dress outside like it's just gonna have to be that's gonna be the standard this year and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself but at the end of the show today we're gonna kind of talk a little bit about uh just mentalities of of being a hockey player and being a a hockey uh, family or support system and I'll I'll leave that to the end of the show but we'll get into it right yeah right and by the way coach how is the uh the foot healing up Oh, it's I'm good. Yeah, I mean, cruising I wear, along. I didn't wear my brace yesterday because I forgot it. So. <laughs> I'm good to go. No worries on my side. Oh, day my by God. day, day by day. Well, we had an absolute belter of an epi last week. Uh, big up, little Roddy, uh, one of our co-captains, um, Andrew Rothmeyer. That was just excellent to talk to him, man. Yeah, it really is. And I, I had a conversation with Yuval because he's in town, you know, and he said himself, he's like, you know. I didn't really see, you know, Andy as, as a captain. And then the, the more I, I talked with him and the more I, you know, really thought about it, like he's going to be an excellent captain. I mean, he's, yeah. we're going to, we're going to drive this ship together. Yeah. You know, and they're just, they're, they're excited to be in town and they're excited for their new responsibilities. Absolutely. And speaking with Yuval earlier, uh, it was so nice to, to just hear about, you know, just the kind of vibe and camaraderie they're feeling. And I think it's just going to be top down, you know, from, Obviously, you guys ownership, then you as coach, then your captains. Um, I mean, I think the vibe is just on point for this year, you know. Well, and it's nice because you know you've all 
did his 24 hours of travel. He got into Medford yesterday around noon. And by the afternoon, him and his roommate were already out at uh, roller hockey. Just yeah. chilling. like they're, you know, they've been buddies for a long time. They're, it's like, <laughs> it's not like they just met each other and then they came down to the ring today. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's a whole different vibe this year for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And Yuval actually does make a little cameo on today's epi. And might as well let you know, uh, right now, it's his country mate, uh, Marome Abraham, that we're speaking with today. And it's a belter, man. Really, really fun conversation with the two of them. Again, like, the, these two are just, they're, they're adults at, at 20 yeah. years old. I, I'm sorry, but they're adults at 16 years old. You yeah. Know, you, grow up, you grow up a lot faster over there, you know, which, which is awesome. And, you know, if I can continue to pull guys in like that, it just, it, it makes my job 10 times easier, you know? Right. I, I love, you know, the, the kind of um, mixture that we have this year. You know, we have some good veterans. We got some guys in the middle. Then we got some young guys. Right. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I work with these young guys, you know, primarily with, with their families, you know, because of their age and the first time they're leaving home. And, you know, with these 20-year-olds from Israel, I mean, they're, they're good. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They yeah. can handle it. And they're fun guys. You know, they're intelligent. They're you know, witty, they're, you know, making jokes. It's uh, it's just a really, really fun conversation that we have coming up here in just a matter of minutes, you know, with the two of them and uh, wishing yeah. Marome the best and so happy to have Yuval back. So, yeah, I mean, going off of that, I used to love to sit by Marome and Yuval at breakfast when we'd go out because they would always want to talk about like politics and, right. kind of, you know, and I'm in this because I want to learn about what's going on in the rest of the world. So when you're getting these like firsthand accounts of it, like they're, they are, they're smart they're smart young men. They've right. experienced a lot of stuff in their lives. And, you know, it, to have them back together again, I am glad that you've all dropped by the office because those two Definitely. together is like, they're so funny because they'll be talking and then someone will say something that makes the other one mad. And then they'll just start like bickering in, in um, Hebrew. <laughs> and then they're like, <laughs> their dynamic's really funny. Definitely. Yeah. And speaking of Hebrew, so um, you've all had to use my computer on a, uh, paperwork day or report day and he turned my keyboard into hebrew <laughs> so i was like how the hell do i do this but yeah yes and you said himself he goes you know me and marone weren't, weren't really tight until we played together um with the spartans you know and now right. they're, they're really good friends and in the middle of him saying that is right when we hung up uh for the interview and marone facetimes him right away yeah you know? wow it's just so it's awesome. cool and not to spoil too much, but, you know, we, we make it a tradition to every player that we have on, we ask about what's your favorite part of hockey. You know, Marco, right. you always ask that question. And every single guest we've had has said they're teammates. Right. Every single, you know, and that's, that's why Bree and I got into this. You know, we're just, we're, we love seeing the, the lifelong friendships that, that are made here. And, and you know, I, I, obviously I played, you know, and I, I still have friends from way back in the day. And, and it's, it's a special thing for me. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a beautiful thing. And to have that reinforced by every player, you know, is it's just really, really a great thing to see, you know. And, um, and I think it's a, a good snapshot into this junior hockey world, you know, just to, mm -hmm. to see that that's something that's always top of mind for almost every participant. You know, it's, uh, it's just the, the family and the crew that you, uh, you build over time. You know, it's, it's, it's wonderful, you know. Yeah. So let's see. Let's, let's talk about our social media. Um, so after Andy's episode, we announced Yuval 
Um, he was getting a little antsy. Sick with me. <laughs> really, huh? really sick picture. Yeah. I know, I know. Well, he, you know, I mean, look at the picture up close. He knew that was ready. He's like direct yeah. eye contact with the camera. Like, <laughs> Looking right at Rodney. Hair is like blowing in the wind. Yes. Got but the yeah, sea exposed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um, I moved that up to Tuesday because I knew Wednesday was International Podcast Day. And I wanted right. to make a little special announcement for us. So those are the stickers that um, Jeff Lansill was gracious enough to design the logo for us. So those are the ones Marco was mentioning last week. They're available for sale if you guys want to drop by. Okay, so then on Thursday, that was October 1st already. So traditionally, NHL does Hockey Fights Cancer that month. Um, so we had our logo kind of reworked based off of, off of those colors. And we're going to be selling those stickers for the whole month. And $2 from each sticker is going to go to a local Rogue Valley Cancer Research Organization. So those are available in the office as well. And speaking of um, uh, Cancer Awareness Month, uh, usually the NHL is doing a big thing you know, for it. And usually they're starting you know, right about this time. You know, it's, uh, We'd be a week into the season. But uh, one week ago today, Monday, the Tampa Bay Hockey Lightning won their second Stanley Cup of all time. It was actually a really good game, great series. And um, yeah, interesting to be, uh, you know, having the Stanley given out in the fall. And now we have to wait a few months for NHL. So this is a different uh, time. But, you know, congratulations to Tampa. They, they deserved it for sure. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that, um, you know, this Stanley Cup, there'd be an asterisk you know, behind right. it. I really don't think so. I mean, no. these guys stayed in a bubble for, what was it? 60 days, maybe yeah. more. And it's like, I mean, they, they truly deserved um, to, to, to hold that title. So anyone out there that says, Oh, 2020 wasn't really, you know, Stanley cup winners. I mean, they're absolutely idiotic. And especially for, sure. for a squad like Tampa, who's been in the hunt for, I don't know, the past five years, right? You know, like it, they, they could have won it any of those years I and mean, they should have won it. Uh, last year was it when they got swept? Right, last right. Go like was that two it. years? I think, I think that was last year. I think. Yeah. And two years ago, I thought they had it. You know, all yeah. the way. They were probably one of the best teams ever. You know, I mean, oh. they had a probably the best you know regular season record on the books. And uh, I will say though, like Maroon, like he, everyone's like, oh, he's gonna get a fat contract, this and that. Why would you sign that guy? Like, he is the slowest NHL player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, he's definitely a fourth-line, like, locker room guy. But, like, those people out there, like, oh, he's getting paid next year. Like, for what? I mean, <laughs> he won two Stanley Cups back-to-back with different teams. Great. He's on the fourth line for both of them. And, like I said, um, I'm faster than him. So. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the broken foot. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so I- I, I think Braden Point really showed out in that oh. in that whole series. Oh, I mean, he, it was his, his it was his come out or his, his come out party. I yeah, mean, his introduction. I mean, like I'm here. You know, he had some really, yeah, yeah. So it, it it was it was great to see. You know, uh, interesting uh, to to have a hockey drought or an NHL drought right now. But um, I mean, in a weird way, that'll be even uh, cooler once we once we get going here. Uh, just a matter of weeks here, and um, we'll p- kind of be there'll be more eyes on some of the junior leagues, you know, because uh, without the, the pros in the, in the equation. So yeah, but once again, you know, stick taps to Tampa, uh, well-deserved. And I agree with you, coach. Uh, there've been, you know, lockout years and other things where in the past people have been like, Oh, this is going to have an asterisk. But when we're talking about it now, you know, none of those have asterisks next to them. So 
I mean, and it's, it's not that, uh, it's not like they had an easier ride because of COVID. No. I mean, so it's, uh, I mean, I think if anything, there's, you know, this was, I think if, if a playing team would have won it, you, you could argue the fact, but right. the fact that a playing team didn't win it, that's right. should be settled. Yeah. Well, I mean, Edmonton did all right. And Toronto has kept up a long, fine tradition of, uh, of not going very far in the playoffs. So yeah, but stick taps to the lightning. Way, way to go. And speaking of stick taps to lightning, I want to give a little shout out to Pavel. He was the only person in our whole poll that picked the lightning to win it all. And he's been so fanatical about them. <laughs> got a little like Instagram story that he was up until five o'clock in the morning watching. <laughs> so I messaged him that day and he was like, he was just so happy about them winning. So <laughs> good for him too, I guess. <laughs> well done, Pavel. <laughs> yeah. So other than that, um, the only other thing we have going on is Laura Osmond. Um, she was, a, she's been a billet mom for many years. Her dad passed away a few months ago. Um, so she moved back to Colorado with the rest of her family. Um, but she still offered to host a Pampered Chef fundraiser for us. And it opened on Friday and it's going really well. It'll stay open through Friday the 9th um, at 11.59 p.m. So uh, the team gets 15% of the proceeds. So the orders will be in in time for holidays. So treat yourself, treat your friends and family, help us out a little. Um, so thanks to Laura for that. Absolutely. Oh, and the link, the link is up on the front page of our website, which is uh, sospartans.com. Absolutely. That's a... Uh... It's on the um, it's on the Insta, it's on the the little um, meme there as well. All the information and uh, treat yourself. You know, it's a that's a wonderful thing. And big up to Laura Osman, legendary Spartans billet, and of course respect always to Lanny Osman. And uh, rest in peace, love always. And um, as we move, we've got a absolute banger of a conversation here uh, with the one and only Marome Abraham. So I think we're gonna turn it over to him right about now. And that's right, Spartan Nation. We're back with the man of the hour. Ten hours ahead, as a matter of fact. The one and only Marome Abraham. Marome, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, doing great. Thanks so much for taking the time. This is excellent. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I waited for a long time to get on a podcast. I love to hear it every <laughs> yes. weekend. Uh, it's amazing. Oh, thank you so much, man. Yeah, it's it's good to hear that you're listening, and we got someone uh, right next to me as well. Uh, Mr. Yuval Helper is on the the line as well. So how are you doing, Yuval? I'm doing good. Good to see you guys. He just loves the spotlight, doesn't he? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told Marom, and Marom said, "Oh, Yuval said he's going to drop by the office when it's my turn," and I said, "Oh, we can lock him out if you want." To <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you've all got here yesterday we're we're happy to see him um but uh yeah Marone, th thanks so much for coming on and um you know let, let's kick this off with just you know the start of of your career you know we obviously you know uh interviewed you a little bit ago and um you know how did you get started in, in hockey and hockey in israel as well i mean that's that's pretty wild that's a wild statement to to make yeah it actually is especially in a hot country like israel um I actually started playing um, inland hockey um, when I was eight, about eight. And uh, before that, I played soccer for a bit for two years. And I had a, I live in an apartment building, so I had a, a neighbor uh, a year younger than me. And he played inland hockey. And then I was like, okay, I, I want to learn how to play hockey. It looked cool with the, with the inland skates and everything. 
I tried it and I just fell in love with the game right away. Um, it's been 12, almost 13 years from then. And the love of the game just growing. Um, I played inline hockey um, for two years from then until I was about 10. Then I combined it with ice hockey. My parents had to, to drive me an hour and a half each way to get to the ice, the closest ice here. So um, it's been tremendous effort from them uh, all the way, um, at least <laughs> until I got my driver's license. So, um, <laughs> And they're like, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just take the car. You go. <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. No, man. but... We, we ask all of our guests about, you know, the family support and your, your dad actually flew from Israel yeah. to Las Vegas to, to see you play in the showcase. So again, if, if you could just talk a little bit about, you know, your family support with, with hockey. And like I said, we ask all of our guests the same question. Yeah. Um, actually, um, fun fact, my mom actually, um, get me, uh, like helped me start to play hockey not my dad. So oh. that's kind of, that, that's, that's actually funny. And then my dad, um, just, I guess, took it from after the, the first year of playing hockey. And from then he flew with me to, um, Europe competition in Europe and, uh, tournaments with the national team. And you saw he, he packed the bags, flew to Vegas, um, just to see the showcase, um, his efforts, from me playing in a young age till now, um, he doesn't miss a game. That's he. You can ask Yuval every time we have a game. He takes the video camera and he's filming the whole game. He loves it. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's amazing. He's amazing, man. It's um, like every awesome. championship, like Moromba's dad is there. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I yeah. can't wait. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, we have highlights, baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how about you two kind of talk about, you know, your world championship experience and world junior and all that? Uh that's that's amazing, man. Um I actually me and you've all met through the national team, I guess. I knew him, but because I live in northern Israel and he's like central Israelish, uh, we didn't compete against each other that much. Um, and then uh, I started playing the under 18s a uh, uh, year before him. And um, we played, I think, in, yeah, it was in Taiwan, um, mm -hmm. which was amazing for our first time. We almost won gold. We, we lost to Iceland 3-2 in the final game. So for first uh, tournament and a world championship, uh, it, was, uh, it was hard, but also... We learned a lot from it. And then uh, the next competition was in Mexico, Mexico City. Then uh, Yuval, he was just a little guy. I like he's he still a little filled up. Yeah, but he's, he's not tall, but he's built now. Um, <laughs> I remember he didn't play much, but he had a penalty shot. I forgot what, what game it was. He had a penalty he shot. He just beat the goalie outside of the net. We were like, oh, shit. <laughs> what the score was? Um, I don't remember like actually. Nothing. Oh yeah, it was. Oh yeah, it was South. It was. Uh, it was South Africa. So. Wow. Still, for for the the amount of games he played then, and in Mexico with the elevation, uh, it was it was hard to breathe. I remember. Um, until now, um, we always joke about the 
our coach, the national team coach back then, he had a rule. He said that the first time we stepped on the ice, 9.03, remember, drink a lot of water. And all the teams in the, in the tournament, they had uh, oxygen cans near the bench. Oh, wow. We weren't allowed to take any, any breath from the oxygen tank. Uh, one time, one of the guys took it and, oh, we got punished for it. Wow. We lost, we, we lost to New Zealand, I think it was the second game. He made us run with all of the equipment, ex- of course, except skates. We did stairs and went for 30 minutes. It was, oh. God, it was bad. It was almost like the miracle of seeing all of yeah. it. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're talking about a double IHF, like under 20 competitions. Like you see all the, the teams, the national teams, like looking at us like, holy shit. Poor guys. Wow. Just running the stairs and it was, oh, it was brutal. Oh. And you said that was in Mexico City? Yeah, that was in uh, 2016. So, the did, me- did you, did, does Mexico have Panda Express or? <laughs> I, I I didn't even know about Panda Express back then. Um, I I discovered this amazing food in Texas. <laughs> the first junior, <laughs> I discovered it um, my first year of juniors, and uh, when I played in Dallas in the WSHL as well, um, that was a good time. Uh, obviously, it was the first year playing juniors, so. It took me a while to get into the speed of the game and the physicality of the game here in the U- like in the U.S. Um, in Europe, you know, it's pass, nice plays, a lot of uh, like tactics and, and game plans. And in the states, it's like it's you have tactics as well. But in the states, just if you're not skating, oh, you're you're dead. So if you don't pick your head up, good luck. So, <laughs> well, it's you know, a different game. Marome, we I mean we've we had you for you know part of the season you know last year and you had to go back to fulfill your military commitments. What what's next for you? Are are you done now with the military or? Um, actually, I'm I'm about to finish my service in uh, about four months ish, a little bit less. Um, I actually I tried to contact uh, European teams this off season, but um, unfortunately, a lot of uh, European teams are afraid to sign foreigners because of the COVID thing. Wow. Um, yeah, so as it seems now, um, I'm going to play here in Israel for a bit. And uh, until at least until I finish my service and uh, I get the opportunity to coach young kids as well now. So um, maybe give a little bit from what I got from my experience and teach the, the next generation of hockey players. So beautiful. Well, you, can, uh, you can be my main recruiter in uh, Israel. Uh, oh so yeah there. yeah <laughs> oh yeah middle east scout let's go <laughs> <laughs> and i know i know brie you, you had a really uh good question for marome uh, well i was okay so you were going to be on the podcast a few weeks ago but then the fires happened so we yeah. asked you to schedule um and that week on instagram i had seen that the khl announced that they're going to be hosting a game in jerusalem so yes. what's the deal with that? Because you guys are kind of on lockdown again, but are they letting people buy tickets and stuff? Yeah, well, we'll still don't know. Um, the the KHL, the Russian top hockey league, they want to do a, a thing. It's like, I think they're doing like a global series, like mm-hmm. in the NHL, but right. just with uh, different countries. And 
one of the locations they picked is Jerusalem. And uh, here we got, we, we don't know what's going to happen because, you know, the COVID restrictions and aren't going to be fans. And if so, how much and how, what are the costs, how many people can get in. Um, the Jerusalem uh, facility is actually a basketball court that they uh, transferred to be an ice rink. Me and Yuval uh, was fortunate enough to play in it uh, in the Maccabi games in uh, 2017. Um, it was amazing. Um, the finals between, we had the finals between the U.S. and Canada. It was like, I think, around 9,000 or 8,000 people at least. Wow. Jesus. It was insane. And you're talking about Israel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's major. That's yeah, yeah, it is. Um, um, so. I really hope it's going to happen. Um, the guys here, all the hockey fans in Israel are stoked. Um, okay. and, and we'll see what's going to happen with it. You know, I hope it works out and that people are actually allowed to experience it in person. But who knows what the way things are going lately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember my first uh, KHL game I watched. Uh, we were uh, in a training camp in uh, St. Petersburg, Russia. And we went to see, uh, it's called uh, Chaska Moscow uh, versus Ka of St. Petersburg, which is one of the biggest rivals in Russia. I remember right. it was like five minutes into the game. <laughs> Gloves are dropped. Big <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, was, I think I was 11 at the time, if I'm not mistaken. So. Well, it's awesome that you guys, like, get to actually experience stuff there, right? I mean, you think of Israel and you think of hockey and you're like, oh, it's just such a foreign thing. But it seems like there's people that are really dedicated and really they want to experience it. It is. I think, I think for Israeli players or younger players, if we had the facilities and we had the, a good government funding and everybody involved, you can you can have a really good players in here. Right. Mm -hmm. We have we have players that play in the in the NCAA D three schools. Uh, people uh, that played in ACHA uh, schools, Division one schools. We had a guy that was really good, but um, he gave up. We have a lot of guys that are real good, but gave up their hockey careers for um, com to be combat soldiers or trying to be a pilot in a Israel defense forces. So right. um, you you arrive at 18 and then you need to make the choice of whether I pursue my dream and try to get the um, athlete status in the IDF or um, I'm just going to drop everything or give up and go to be a combat soldier. So mm -hmm. that's a big decision, for especially for an 18 year old. Oh, Is yeah. that very hard to get it? Yeah. Like so, me and Maron got that status yeah. and that's like, Insane, we got it. Yeah, like, wow. yeah, I got it like on my third committee. I don't know about Marone, but it took a long time, wow. and we're really yeah. happy to have it because it's not something that usually happened to hockey players in Israel. And and talk about what you were. So you had a little trouble getting here, um, and what you were prepared to to do. Yeah, like me and Marone <laughs> talked about it cool. all the time. Uh, I've been waiting for the final permission from the military till the day I left. I was supposed to leave to the airport at like, what, nine? And until 5 p.m. that day, I didn't have permission to fly. So I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And I was like, okay, I'll just fly. And when I get back, I'm gonna go to a military prison. 
Even for really a couple of months. Oh my wow. god! I mean, that's a captain right there. <laughs> that is the man you yeah. want as your captain. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh yeah, you all, you all. He was, he was. I'm going. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going. Um, and uh, a lot of people don't know this about me, but my first year when I played in Texas, in mm-hmm. Dallas, uh, I actually it was before my uh, my recruitment for the IDF. And I actually missed the date that I was supposed to get into the military or get uh, recruited. Oh, uh, I came back home and then I had to go to military prison for a week. So, uh, wow. Yes, I did. Yes. We got a tough guy yeah. over here. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's prison. It's, we have our first prisoner on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not a prisoner. Um, Though it was only a a week, and then I got um, I did the whole process. Um, all my uh, my service, I didn't do nothing wrong. So um, it was it was a miscommunication between the um, recruitment office then me. So um, it was it was a trouble, but uh, I'm I'm almost done with it. Um, I'm gonna finish my uh, service. Do my service. It's two years and eight months for the people who doesn't know. Uh, for men in Israel, so it's a long time. Think of that time you can be almost done with college in the states. So yeah, and that's for every male. Once you turn eighteen, <laughs> yes, you have to. Yes, I know a lot of uh, countries like I'm. You know, my dad's from Greece, and in Greece, I think it's two years once you turn eighteen with certain, um, you know, exemptions if you are in certain fields or anything. But hats off, you know, both you guys for for uh for dealing with that and going through that and for i mean i think that's what they call passion you know that's what they call love of the game is risking going to a military prison not a big deal uh not a big deal just just to play the sport you love i mean that's amazing we're uh <laughs> that's that's ins- inspirational you know <laughs> yeah we just we just love the game so much so I just had to go to prison, you know. No, you, you love Panda Express so much. That's why you made it over. Well, don't get me started talking about Panda Express. Okay. We'll have to uh, freeze dry some and send it over. Oh <laughs> yeah. Over back. Yeah. Well, you, you can just buy me the the orange chicken sauce on Walmart and then bring it with you. It'll, it's, uh, right. That would be fine as well. <laughs> well, I mean, talk about, you know, hard work, talk about passion, talk about love of the game. Um, and this is something I, I want to ask all the players. Uh, what is what is your favorite thing of all of all the wonderful things about hockey, the wonderful things on the ice it brings you, the wonderful things off the ice? What's the best damn thing about hockey? I think it's the the friends you get along the way, the the connections you get all yeah. over the world. And when you you play, you just play and you enjoy the game. Making a play, score a goal, that feeling, or winning an important game after you did everything you can and battle on the ice, right. you can never beat this feeling. So, and and um, Marome, you were um, since we took over the the team last year, you were our first goal. You scored our first goal in in our oh, franchise yeah. history, which oh, I think is yeah. really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I was uh I was playing for uh, Noko for a bit to the start of the season, and then I got to uh to uh, the Spartans, and uh, I, first shift it was I think it was like 
one minute into the game, yep. puck just bounced into my stick, shot it five hole. Let's go. You want to help? Dang. Yeah. Merle, <laughs> you, you made me cry that night. I'm not joking. Like, really? all, this, all this hard work that we've put in and like just piecing this together just to get a team and just get this going. And it was my first Madhouse experience as well. You know, the fans were going nuts. The intro was crazy. And then we score right away. Yeah. <laughs> Holy oh, yeah. shit. You know, like, and, and yes, I teared up a little bit. I was like, this is all happening. This is all working, you know? So it, it was a re- really cool, memorable moment. I'll, I'll remember that the rest of my life. Definitely. Definitely. That's amazing. And I got this, this puck from that night, too. Yeah, I was going to really? say, where's the puck? Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, the, the effort you and Bree did and still doing um for this franchise is amazing um and to um get the spartans and and build it from ground up and where it is now in such a short time it's really it's it's like it's mesmerizing and, and beautiful to see so um, thank you we appreciate yeah. that and i can definitely tell her if my rom wasn't at like 99 he will definitely come back with me oh like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah for sure talk about it all the time like he, we loved it here, yeah. and he would have come back if he could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's what we're trying to build here is kids that leave and would do anything to come back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that, that's, that's our main goal. Just that statement is exactly why we spend 10 hours in the office every single day, you know, right. Right, trying to make something out of this. Mm-hmm. So thank, thank you for that, Marone. That, that was really nice. Yeah. Well, and you know, a lot of people say – their friends is their answer to what's the best thing about this. every single one. Right. right. And it's the same for us. Like we get to meet all of you. We get to meet your families. We get to experience these different ways of looking at hockey from across the world. And that that's probably my favorite thing too, to be honest. I totally agree. It's uh, the, the camaraderie and the, the vibes and the family you meet from hockey is just, it's so unique and it's, um, mm-hmm. it, it's global, you know, I mean, here we are, mm-hmm. we're 10,000 miles away from each other talking about the best damn sport in the world you know it's uh it's a beautiful thing yeah marome thank you so much man what a, what an excellent opportunity to catch up with you and just uh just have some laughs and man like thank you so much i'm so inspired by by your journey uh you've all same with you man it, it's just awesome to to catch up with you guys about the path to hockey and, and the path into the future man for sure thank you guys for having me uh it's been a blast and i'll keep following the spartans as you know of course i have my boy Yuval. So, um, hope you guys uh, have a great season, COVID-free season, yes. healthy <laughs> season, um, and uh, we'll follow from here in Israel. So, uh, thank you guys again. Cool, thank, you. thank you. Thank you, Marome. Coach Bree, that was excellent, man. What a treat. Marome Abraham. My gosh. <laughs> what a guy. I mean, yeah. yeah. I was actually kind of nervous about that one, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, you know, he's... Uh, it's not, it, it, this is weird about the podcast. You know, we, we take really non-talkative people and they talk all of a sudden. You know what right. I mean? So like, Marone is kind of that way. Like, he's, he's Mr. Serious, you know? But, like, it, when we get him on the podcast, he, you know, he just, he opens up a little bit. Right. Well, it's, it's really cool because we get to, you know, it's, it's players we know, folks that we know, but then we get to see a whole other side of them half the time here yeah. on the pod, you know? And, you know, after we done, uh, finished recording, I said, you know, Marone, that was awesome, man. I mean, you're like, you know, this is, this is like talking to a pro, you know, and it's like talking to an adult, you know, it was just a, a real, I was like, we could have gone on, that, on with that for a while. That was just 
super fun. And it turns out that he had um, actually had some training in, uh, in media, you know, relations. He had um, done a radio show, uh, radio show in high school or something like that. And uh, familiar yeah. with editing and the whole recording process. So um, yeah, again, just continually impressed by uh, Marome and Yuval, you know, just, uh, just uh, talk to your guys, you know? Yeah. No, and then uh, he, he's got a really bright future in this sport, too. You know, Certainly. once COVID goes away and he gets his military commitment done, I mean, he, he's a pro player. He really For is. Sure. Strong. He's, he's got some speed. He's got some hands. He has, he has hockey IQ. He yeah. really does. And, and that's so, something you can't – I mean, you can't yeah. – that's either there or it's not almost yeah. the way. And it can be embellished upon. But, I mean, yeah. to have that is such a leg up, you know. Yeah. So when, when he got here, um, I kind of went over the systems and stuff and he goes, yeah, no, I get it. You know, playing in layers, playing in layers. I was like, I've never heard a, a player say that. I've only heard coaches say we need to play in layers tonight. So wow. like he, he gets it, you know, he does. Right. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because um, like on the days that you guys would do film, yeah, he always would notice something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he was always, he's right on top of something. So for him to say that he's going to be coaching too, a little bit of the younger generation, like I could see him going into coaching eventually mm-hmm. someday, but in terms of him still wanting to play, I mean, his, his attitude about things is you just go work, you get it done. You do what's asked of you, you yeah. perform. So he, he's just a different breed for sure, yeah. which is, much appreciated <laughs> yeah, for sure yeah, and that'll take him far in this sport and in this life you know just that that approach mm-hmm. is is top tier for sure yeah definitely and of course great to have uh Yuval on oh and, and to have them together that was just perfect you know <laughs> i know they're so funny together so i guess we can kind of start kicking it off into coach's rant it's the coach's rant time what do we got today oh, coach this one, this one really isn't a rant it's just um <laughs> Over here in Southern Oregon, you know, Bree and I, we, we try to do everything we can for players. You know, we, we really do. Whether it's down to their schooling, whether it's down to they need a little emotional support, you know, whatever, we're, we're here. The, the door is open, you know. But here's the deal. There's a difference between asking and demanding, you know. Um, you can ask us anything. You know, you, you may not like the answer, but... Our, our, again, our, our door is open, you know, any parent, any family member, any player that, that wants to talk about something, we're, we're here to talk. But a line has been drawn in the sand, you know, pretty much this week of, you know, if, if you demand stuff out of us, we don't respond to that. Um, we, we don't want that here. Um, so, you know, if, if you're a player out there, or a fan or a family member, you know, just just know that we're, we're here for the kids we're, we're here we're here to, to support them in, in any way you know and, and there, there's no such thing as a dumb question you know in, in my book but you know if you're gonna come in here and you're gonna say that this is what I'm doing and it doesn't fit into the culture or into the rules of what we have we don't have a place for you so yeah I mean we're we're pretty open um, we're not always gonna say yes because you know we as well can't be taken advantage of the team can't be taken advantage of your, your teammates, that kind of thing. But, um, for me, this is all about growth. This is, you know, a time in the maturing process that you can really, um, step outside your comfort zone, but still with a lot of support. And to me, that's one of the only ways you grow is if you're willing to do things outside of your comfort zone, you can't always get yes 
You can't always get your way. That's just unrealistic in life. And I mean, really what's the fun in that? Because you're just going to stay where you always are. So to me, like you have to be willing to try. And if you try it and it doesn't work and you know, the situation is still not for you, then okay, then we can adjust. But if you're just going to, like Dylan said, if you're just going to come in demanding things, well, it's just not going to work. And that very well put. And, and, you know, we want to put that out there to our listeners that this is the line in the sand, you know what I mean? And, and I think it, it's very valid. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, it's a, just a, a good, you know, snapshot of just, you know, how to communicate in life, you know, demands are, you know, rarely welcome. And um, they imagine asking for a raise, you know, yeah, yeah you can ask, yeah. if you demand a raise, what do you think the results are going to yeah. be? Yeah. You know, it's not going to work. Right. For sure. Yeah. We catch a lot more flies with honey, you know, it's uh, just not the way to, not the way yeah. to approach people. Another you know? Marco thing. Another Marco yeah. thing. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true, you know, just uh, keep the communication nice and easy. And I mean, that's a, uh, that's a rantable topic for sure, coach. That's uh that's, um, you know, and here, here's the, the line in the sand on the pod, you know, <laughs> we're, we're talking about it here. So. Yeah. I mean, it can't always be rainbows and sunshine in Spartan nation. I mean, sometimes things get a little tough and you just have to roll with the punches and get through it. But, um, speaking of rainbows and sunshine, you know, we still have people donating stuff to us, which we're very, very appreciative that we can distribute to the community. Um, one of my best friends, Carol, she sent a giant box full of men's and women's razors, um, shampoo, conditioner, I'm not there. So Dylan, if you want to fill some stuff in. Yeah. Just, just your, your necessities, your, your toothbrushes, your toothpaste, you know, all that stuff we, we have here. So if anyone knows anyone in need, you know, we can definitely distribute. Yeah. And we've still got plenty of clothes and some kids toys. So yeah, just have people get in touch with us. The office number is 541-282-8430. Or um, you can reach out to us through social media still. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the rebuilding continues. It's, uh, you know, here in, in Southern Oregon where it's really been beautiful to see the whole community rally around and, um, you know, that, and that's, that's excellent and glad that we can be a part of it here in Spartan nation. And, um, yeah, the rebuild continues, you know? So thanks Carol. Yeah. So stick taps, Carol, thank you very much. And, um, you know, here in Southern Oregon, we're all in it together. It's, uh, it's been a beautiful thing to see the community responding and, um, you know, thank you for joining us on today's Michael Jordan, Maximilian Reby episode of Inside the Madhouse, uh, legendary, um, Marome Abraham, and also our special guest, uh, Yuval Halpert. Wonderful times, man. That, w- that was an excellent one. Yeah, it was really fun. And actually what got cut out of that is Jake came down with Yuval, Gabe showed up with his parents, like, that's <laughs> yeah. taking a while to record, but now we're at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's uh, it's nap time or pool time or something time. So yeah, definitely nap time and dinner tonight with Gabe's family at our favorite Mexican restaurant just right across the street. And then um, tomorrow, I guess I'm going rafting with uh, one of the billets and having a barbecue after. So it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be good times. Well, Coach Bree, thank you guys so much. It's been an excellent one. Make sure you get in touch. We're online at sospartans.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash Southern Oregon Spartans on Instagram at SO Spartans and on the Twitters at SO underscore Spartans. Keep in touch. Leave us a message. We'll see you next week right here inside the Madhouse. Coach Bree, see you next week. Bye. Have a good week. See ya. Stay beautiful, Spartan Nation. Spartan!
Thanks for hanging inside the madhouse. Remember, subscribe and share so you always catch all the action. Keep your sticks on the ice and we'll see you next week inside the madhouse. How do I get out of this shit?